Welcome to The Hoop Commitment. I'm your host, Mike Nielsen. Join me every week to get inside the greatest minds in basketball nutrition, training, and leadership to elevate your game and improve the way you eat, train, and lead. Welcome to episode 64. We just received some frustrating news today from our Washington State Governor that all fitness gyms will be closed for the next month. That means no more skill training or basketball practices and no more strength and conditioning sessions. So as coaches, we have our work cut out for us to be creative in finding ways to keep our athletes connected and engaged. While the gritty players will manage to get their ball handling done in their garages or kitchens, and they'll get their rocky push-ups and sit-up workouts done in their bedrooms, they'll still need help feeling part of a team. And while dribbling and shooting are important skills in basketball, I really believe the most important skill we can teach players is leadership. It's the one skill that transcends all sports and will assist them later in their lives as spouses, teachers, business owners, and hopefully coaches to their kids one day. Even if they achieve their dream of becoming a professional athlete, at some point they'll retire and will be left with the life lessons that their sport taught them. And not only is leadership the most important skill because it helps you win in the game of life, but it's also the most important skill if you want to win in the game of basketball. We know that just putting five great players on a team doesn't guarantee that you'll win a championship. We've all seen it too many times where great players let their egos get in the way and jealousy sets in, and a team that should be in the finals falls apart because people are fighting over who gets to take the last shot. A team full of good players that work well together and plays for each other will beat a roster full of great players who are selfish. And so that's why leadership needs to be taught at practice, just like any other important basketball skill. Now, as you already know, I created the three levels of basketball leadership as a roadmap for players to become their best so they could turn around and help others become theirs. If you want to get an overview of my leadership system, listen to episode six, where I go more into depth on the three levels. But as a quick review, leadership level one is synergy, your ability to build relationships and create synergy with teammates. If you can't do this, you're not a leader. And here's why. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And what is leadership, by the way? Well, I think it's influence. Leadership is simply influence. The better leader you are, the more influence you have. So you can be a quality leader and have influence with your teammates simply by knowing how to create synergy with them. And if you do this well, you've earned the right to become a level two leader, which is sweat, or your ability to lead by example through your hard work, sweat, and tears. Level two is what most people think of when they hear the word leadership. And leading by example is extremely valuable, but it's not the highest level of leadership because the only problem with leading by example is that it only works when people are there to watch. And what I found is that the people who need the most help usually aren't looking for it. And so that's why we need the third level of leadership, which is to serve. And I'd like to describe this level as telling teammates what they need to hear with love. And the three levels are like a video game. You can't become a level three leader if you're not already a level one and a level two leader. And the reason why is because If you try to serve a teammate who you don't have a connection with, they're going to be like, who do you think you are? And there's nothing more harmful than a player telling a teammate to show up on time for practice if they themselves are showing up late. And so that's why you have to have synergy and lead by example 
before you can serve your teammates. And as I've shared this system, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from players and coaches because everyone wants to be a great leader, but they don't always know how. They've been confused on whether or not it was their place to say something or if they even need to be a vocal leader. But once they know the three levels of basketball leadership, they have a roadmap for what the next move should be. If you were to come and ask me how you could be more impactful to your team, the first thing I tell you is to create synergy with others. Make sure that every player on the team feels valued and connected with you. If this isn't the case, this is your first step because you can't be a level two leader if you're not a level one leader. But if you are doing this, then you've earned the right to lead by example through hard work and sweat. I would tell you to show up early to practice, compete in every conditioning drill, and stay late to shoot free throws. If you're not doing these things, your words won't have any power or influence with your teammates. But if you are doing these things, then you've earned the right to be a level three leader and serve teammates by telling them what they need to hear with love. Now, in previous episodes, I've shared how I break down synergy, sweat, and serve and define each level using three core values. For instance, synergy is defined as the energy of gratitude, enthusiasm, and loyalty. In my program, the way you become a level one leader is by practicing gratitude, showing enthusiasm, and being loyal to teammates. Now, if you want to hear how I teach gratitude to my players, check out episode 40. And if you want to hear how I teach enthusiasm, check out episode 49. And so today I wanted to complete the trilogy of synergy by sharing how I teach loyalty. Just like every other leadership skill, I use the think, say, do model so players know exactly why they need to be loyal, what loyal players say, and what loyal players do. Here's an example of what it might sound like if I was giving a talk to my basketball team. Now here's the truth about basketball and life. We can't be our best without help from others. We need our teammates to help us become our best. And our teammates need our help to become their best. And that's why level one of leadership, Synergy, is all about being a good teammate. The more gratitude you have and the happier you are, the more your friends will want to be around you. The more enthusiastic you are, the more your positive attitude will rub off on others and the more successful your team will be. And the third quality that all great leaders have is loyalty. So when I ask what's loyalty, I want you to say, we need each other. What does loyalty mean? We need each other. We're loyal to each other because we know that our teammates can't be successful without our help. We need to have their back and always stand up for them. And we need our teammates to do the same for us. Now here's a clip of one of my favorite speeches by Simon Sinek that shows the power of loyalty and why we need each other. Take care of each other. The United States Navy SEALs are perhaps the most elite warriors in the world. And one of the SEALs was asked, who makes it through the selection process? Who is able to become a SEAL? And his answer was, I can't tell you the kind of person that becomes a SEAL. I can't tell you the kind of person that makes it through BUDS. But I can tell you the kind of people who don't become SEALs. He says the guys that show up with huge, bulging muscles, covered in tattoos, who want to prove to the world how tough they are, none of them make it through. He said the preening leaders who like to delegate all their responsibility and never do anything themselves, none of them 
make it through. He said the star college athletes who've never really been tested to the core of their being, none of them make it through. He says some of the guys that make it through are skinny and scrawny. He said some of the guys that make it through, you will see them shivering out of fear. He says, however, all the guys that make it through, when they find themselves physically spent, emotionally spent, when they have nothing left to give physically or emotionally, somehow, some way, they are able to find the energy to dig down deep inside themselves, to find the energy to help the guy next to them. They become seals, he said. You want to be an elite warrior. It's not about how tough you are. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about how fast you are. If you want to be an elite warrior, you better get really, really good at helping the person to the left of you and helping the person to the right of you. Because that's how people advance in the world. The world is too dangerous and the world is too difficult for you to think that you can do these things alone. If you find your spark, I commend you. Now, who are you going to ask for help and when are you going to accept help when it's offered? Learn that skill. Learn by practicing helping each other. It'll be the single most valuable thing you ever learn in your entire life. To accept help when it's offered and to ask for it when you know that you can't do it. The amazing thing is when you learn to ask for help, you'll discover that there are people all around you who've always wanted to help you. They just didn't think you needed it because you kept pretending that you had everything under control. And the minute you say, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm stuck, I'm scared, I don't think I can do this, you will find that lots of people who love you will rush in and take care of you. But that'll only happen if you learn to take care of them first. I love how Simon said that helping people and learning how to accept help from others when it's offered is the single most invaluable thing you'll ever learn. And he said we need to practice it. Just like practicing ball handling and jump shots, leadership is a skill that needs to be practiced every day. So what does loyalty mean? We need each other. And what do loyal players say? Well, in our program, they say, I got you. What do we say? I got you. Now, as most of you know, I was lucky enough to play basketball at Gonzaga. My senior year, we were ranked in the top 25, and the previous year, we had made it to the Elite Eight. And now it's my final year, and with the help of my team, I won WCC Defensive Player of the Year, and our team was positioned to make another big run in the NCAA tournament. And I'll never forget the first round of our conference tournament, when we were playing St. Mary's, and I caught the ball in the wing and quickly drove to the basket. But as I took my first step, someone had taken a baseball bat and hit me in the back of the leg. And I couldn't believe it. How could they let a crazy fan whack me in the back of the leg? But when I turned around, there was no one there. And I realized that the pop I heard was actually my Achilles tendon rupturing. And I was heartbroken. And my teammates helped me to the bench. And the team doctor told me that my season was finished. I'd have to watch the rest of the tournament in street clothes from the bench. There were a lot of tears that night, thinking that my dream of helping the team win another WCC championship and making it back to the NCAA tournament was over. I was crushed. But I'll never forget that feeling of walking into the gym the next day for our second round game and seeing the entire team had taken a sharpie to the shoes and written my basketball number 25 on them. One of my teammates even sharpied 25 on his sacred Jordan 4s. 
And without saying a word, my whole team said, I got you. And I still tear up when I think about my friend, Matt Santangelo, calling the team into a pregame huddle and looking every player in the eye when he said, Fellas, we have a new purpose. We're playing for that man right there. And he pointed at me. You know, words are powerful. And that speech that Santangelo gave will stick with me forever. And then the team went on to give me one of the greatest gifts I've ever received. I got to cheer on my friends from the sideline as they gave me a WCC tournament championship and an NC2A Sweet 16 ring. Now that's loyalty. My team gave me something that I couldn't ever do by myself. And it showed me the truth that we need each other. And their words told me, I got you. And that means we always have our teammates back. They know they can count on us. And so if a teammate asks you for help, you simply say, I got you. On our team, when you sub in for a player, instead of just running past them or handing them a towel, we yell out, I got you. Now the crowd might think that we're simply saying, hey, I'm subbing you out. But when we say I got you, we're letting our teammates know that we got their back. We're going to give everything we have to help the team. And they can go to the bench knowing that we're going to leave every ounce of energy on the court for them. And so if loyalty means that we need each other and we say, I got you, well, what do we do? Well, in our program, we stand up for teammates. What do we do? We stand up for teammates. And we stand up for them literally and figuratively. If you ever hear someone talk bad about a teammate, you stand up for them. You let people know that when they talk about your friends, they're also talking about you. And when a teammate checks out of a game, if you're on the bench, you stand up and you give them a high five. And I make sure of this. Early in the season, I might have to remind my sixth grade kids every substitution until it becomes ingrained in them that we stand up for teammates. That's what loyal players do. And one of my favorite loyalty drills is when we practice taking charges. I set up a five-on-five scenario where an offensive player is on the baseline and drives to the basket. The defensive player is in help side and slides over to take the charge. Now, first off, this is so important to practice because when I implemented the drill, I immediately realized why my kids had never taken a charge in a game before. Because they actually don't know how. I seriously laughed when I saw kids flopping straight down like an accordion, turning sideways, and even falling over without the offensive player even touching them. It was hilarious. But it was also a thing of beauty when they finally figured it out. Because as they took the charge and fell to the ground, we also practiced loyalty by having the other four players run over to them and pick them up. That's the life lesson that basketball can teach. When a player's down, the whole entire team is there to pick them up. That's loyalty. We need each other, and we always stand up for teammates. And so we spent two weeks teaching and practicing loyalty by telling stories like when I tore my Achilles tendon, by watching videos like Simon Sinek's Navy SEAL clip, and we do activities like the charge drill so that players with different learning styles can all understand the same truth And after the two weeks is over, each player gets their own self-assessment sheet where they can determine if they are a loyal teammate. Now, here are some of the statements that are on that assessment that they have to answer yes or no to. I respect my teammates. I'm a good help side defender. I speak kindly about teammates when they're not around. I say, I got you, so teammates know they can count on me. I speak highly of my coaches. I never put down friends or teammates. 
I ask for help from teammates and coaches when I need it. I run to pick up teammates when they've taken a charge. I stand up for teammates when they sub out of a game. And I'm supportive when people make mistakes. If a player can answer yes to nine or ten of these questions, then they're a loyal player in our program. And if not, now they know exactly what they need to work on. I suggest creating your own statements so that they closely reflect how you want players and staff to act. Because loyalty on your team doesn't have to look like loyalty on my team. Now, if you want any help creating your own leadership system, you can email me at mike at hoopcommitment.com or find me on social media at hoopcommitment. I absolutely love speaking about leadership to teams, businesses, and organizations. So please reach out if you think I'd be a good fit. And in the meantime, make sure you check out my free five-day leadership course where you get to learn the three levels of basketball leadership while you dribble with a pro player every day. Simply go to hoopcommitment.com to sign up and you can get started today. And I hope you'll join me on the podcast next week where I get to interview former Gonzaga star Killian Tilly. He's currently training for NBA trials and no matter what team he ends up on, I know he'll be successful because of the kind of person he is. I've got to watch him over the course of the last four years impact not just his teammates and the staff's life, but all the kids and people in the community. And in this episode, I got to pick his brain on the power of preparation and what it felt like to be in the zone and hit 12 three-pointers in a row and how to get back on track after injuries and setbacks. You know, you won't want to miss this episode. And to all of you who are committed... We'll earn your ass.